Thank you for tuning in to Going Viral. We hope that you learned something. We hope that you have a little laugh. And most importantly, we hope that you stay safe. All right, guys. How are you all doing today? Pretty, pretty good. What's up, Azan? Really well. How are you? Hey, my guys. Hi. Good, good. Um, so I think last time, uh, Yusuf was talking about business and economics and how uh, COVID has really have changed, uh, how the economy has worked, how business activities changed. Um, and so now I guess we, we put the, we put the crown on my head today and I'm going to explain uh, biology. And so I just want to get one thing out of the way between all of us four. I think only Rohit is the only guy, other person who takes uh, biology with me. And uh, Nicholas does take chemistry with me. But um, besides that, Yusuf doesn't even take either of the two. So we, we've got uh, we've got a few people who know what uh, who might know what I'm going to say when I'm going to talk about. But that also means there's a lot of learning going around. So I guess we're going to pick up on a lot. But I think first things first, uh, does everyone understand that COVID-19 is a virus? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, very good. So Rohit, can you tell us what a virus is? Right. Um, sure. So basically a virus is a form of biological entity that's, that's not really uh, dead or alive enough to be classified as a dead, uh, alive enough to be classified as a living organism, nor is it dead enough to be classified as a non-living organism. So, okay, let me back up here. So, somewhat controversially, viruses are considered to be dead because they because they can't do the majority of the list of requirements that 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 are that a living uh, thing can do. For most of us in basic biology, you may remember this as being the acronym Mrs. Grant, which is, you know, things like movement, reproduction, growth, um, uh, growth, metabolism, or anything of that sort. So, yeah, um, the one that, uh, but for this uh, podcast in general, the one that we need to consider most is about reproduction, right? Because <clears throat> animals or mammals such as ourselves only reproduce sexually. Bacteria, on the other hand, can, that can reproduce asexually and basically just replicate themselves. But viruses are weird because they can't do ni- uh, either of those. Uh, but how do they reproduce exactly? Isn't the virus everywhere? Uh, Yusuf, you're completely correct. Um, and that's sort of how uh, people get sick. So uh, what we need to understand first is before even looking at the virus, uh, Yusuf, I want... To you to imagine that you're made of little parts, okay? Those parts are like little machines. We call those machines cells. Why am I calling it a machine? Because everything that requires you to exist as a human being is made by the cells. They make proteins. Those proteins make other cells. Those cells make tissues, muscles. Those make organs that makes you alive. So... That's why we call these things machines. And a virus is different in structure because unlike, well, it, it differs per, uh, from virus to virus, but uh, COVID-19 virus is uh, special because it is basically a sphere. 
and the sphere has like little sticks sticking out of it. And we call those sticks antigens. An antigen is just another way of the virus announcing to the world that uh, I'm a virus. I'm this kind of virus. I'm made of this sort of thing. And I do, I like to infect this part of the body the most. Inside the sphere, which is mainly made of protein, is something called mRNA. That's the code that's required to make the machines work. So our own body produces mRNA, but the virus has its own mRNA, which it can't use without a cell. So that's why viruses do their very best to get into the human body and to make us sick, because they need those cells to, to be reprogrammed. Once that reprogramming takes place and the virus puts the mRNA into the cell, the cell makes more and more of the virus. That is how the virus will reproduce. Oh, that's that's so interesting. So that's when they repl replicate, right? So they just travel from one person to the next. It's like as if they're, so they pass on like as if we're coughing. Whenever we cough, they pass on like that, right? Exactly. So it seems like you understand. Guys, like the reason everyone tells us to social distance and why we need to sanitize and during the pandemic, everyone told us we had to stay indoors is so that the virus couldn't spread to other human bodies and infect more people. Uh, and that's why they said flatten, we need to flatten the curve, which means that we need to reduce the spread of infection enough so that healthcare professionals and people who are producing the healthcare goods and the, uh, like the tech, they have enough time to treat uh, all the patients that there are. But if, let's say, there was no social distancing, let's say we just uh, didn't obey the rules in that sense, the virus could go from person to person traveling around and then they just infect as many people as they want. So when, they, when that happens, healthcare professionals don't have enough time to cope with the amount of people getting infected. And so they uh, the, the curve of... The curve, which is the amount of people getting infected over a period of time, increases. Uh, thank you, Azan, for that. But what I want to know is what about the PCR and the vaccine? Uh, how exactly do they work? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Um, and thankfully, we actually know how this works because the IB makes us uh, make. I say us because Rohit knows a little bit about this as well. Uh, it may, they make us study how PCR works. It's a little bit complicated, so I'm going to sort of break it down. But basically, PCR works by taking a small fragment of, well, anything and making more of it so that it's a bigger sample size to analyze. Uh, so this sample, for it to happen, the sample has to go through a process of heating and cooling. So uh, as a result, it um, becomes more ready to uh, go to the next stage, which is DNA primers. Those are like a special kind of protein which help to elongate the DNA or mRNA sample. And they can only use, then they use a specific kind of protein found in a special kind of bacteria which lives in hot springs. Uh, and that's because it lives in hot springs, it's able to take up all of the heating that happens during the process. 
So are you guys with me so far? Yes. Yeah. Very interesting, Azan. This is very uh, interesting, the whole idea of the PCR. I actually never thought about that. Uh, so, Azan, so far, I do understand what you're saying. Uh, but why does the PCR need to be taken from the nose or the mouth instead of any other area from the body? Well, uh, Yusuf, how... Um, let me put it to you this way. Why do we need to wear a mask? Okay, well, if that if you can answer that... Uh, <laughs> Yusuf, we wear masks because the virus loves to get into our body through the nose or through the mouth most of the time. That's the part of the body we like to cover the most with the virus, uh, with the mask, sorry. So what happens uh, as a result is that if the virus keeps entering that part of the body, that means that part of the uh, space in our between our mouth and our nose, which is the pharyngeal uh, space, that will probably be most susceptible to mRNA, um, which is given from the virus. So when we do the test there, we get a better uh, answer. We get a better analysis as to whether the virus actually is in the body. But if we took it from any random area, we wouldn't know if you're infected, properly infected or not. That's why we take so many PCRs, because PCR uh, can change over time. The, the results can always change over time. So uh, I think with that, we've really understood what uh, PCR, how PCR works. And I understand that uh, because, I, like I said, guys, I'm making it super simple because PCR is not easy to understand simply because it's just a big process uh, and it's not very easy to visualize. So what I might do is, uh, you know, I, I know this really good YouTube channel. It's called Azan Explains IB. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I might even make a love the shameless it. plug right there. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. love the shameless plug right there. But I got views, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's nice. As on, anyways, continue, please. <laughs> I thought you so, so anyway, um, basically, when uh, you get tested positive, what that means is that the test, the PCR, has enlarged the DNA sample uh, enough so that we understand that there's enough mRNA in the body to confirm that you are in fact infected. So uh, Yusuf, you wanted to know more about the vaccine. Uh, I think I'll pass this one to Rohit. He, he's a very big, pretty big fan about this part. So Rohit, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the vaccine? Yeah, as Azan said, I am a fan of vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, so just a small summary. Uh, how a vaccine works is that it basically takes a weakened version or a, or a very um, diluted version of a, of a pathogen in general and it puts it into your body. So what, uh, what your body does, about how your body responds is that it sees these weakened versions of a pathogen, say um, malaria or something like that, and, and remembers it. Your, uh, your, body, your body's immune system remembers it and produces something called antibodies for it. Uh, so the next time that an actual virus, you come into contact with an actual virus, your body has the means to produce defenses for it. So because of the, uh, as we explained, the nature of a COVID, uh, of COVID nineteen you know, being a virus and all, it cannot. Uh, it's it's not just that you can you can put in um, some. Uh, you can just put in a sample of the virus inside your body, and it will do the trick. Um, it won't because and it won't kill the virus because technically a virus is not alive. So uh, in that sense, you need something called the virus's mRNA. 
right um so basically uh, th- that's what makes this vaccine so unique so you take the mrna strands from the virus and they inject it into your body now some of your cells get infected then those mrna strands make proteins this stuff that makes all life now your body at this stage can recognize that uh, that that you know there's something wrong with it and that the cells that are that uh, that are producing proteins are really not the kind that are usually there in the body so it can produce uh, the same kind of antibodies for it and these antibodies act as weapons that are unleashed every time uh, your body comes in contact with a specific kind of pathogen uh, it's called uh, it's called disease memory and everybody has it it's you know something which makes our immune system very great uh, and yeah so that's basically how the vaccine works wait um wait, just don't understand or anyone else that could answer this but if we uh, if we have a way of taking out the virus by antibodies and everything i just explained then why did the covid-19 kill so many people why was finding a vaccine for it so difficult nicholas um you're right uh, by the way rohit that's that was a pretty good explanation turns out you can actually pay attention in class well done man good job <laughs> i pay attention during exams as on that's the difference ouch rohit <laughs> well nicholas the thing is there is an answer to your question and from an iv biology uh, standpoint this actually comes from a uh un- unlikely place your answer comes from a very unlikely source uh and it's got to do with evolution so i'm going to ask answer your question by asking you this uh do we have a vaccine or do we have a cure for the common cold or for the seasonal flu thinking about it actually no uh do you know why no not really <laughs> <laughs> well nicholas uh it's got to do with evolution So in unit 5 of the biology syllabus we study about uh how every living organism uh goes through a process of survival of the fittest. I think we've all heard this in a biology sense or not where essentially Charles Darwin said that uh organisms which are best adapted to their environments will outlive those who are not. And I mean this works so sort of poetically i know it sounds kind of cringe but uh that's how well anything works if you're not the best of the best in your in your like what you're studying then like people don't really take you right so um if we wanted to understand it we need to we need to make one thing clear and that is human dna is never constant even when you're born you're mixed up with 50 50 of your parents uh genes however when you grow up your environment also starts to play a big imp- starts to have a big impact on how you turn out and how you shape up so i want us to just imagine uh, a scenario okay imagine you're in a forest and you see two sets of birds okay birds with long beaks and birds with short beaks and what you notice with all the trees in the forest is that all the nuts or all the food for the birds is actually stuck in the uh, back of the tree and it's really far away from the opening who do you think has a better chance of getting the nuts uh probably the birds with the long beaks because they can reach further exactly so like from a practical standpoint uh yusuf if you don't eat what happens uh i'll, I'll die yeah exactly same with these birds if the birds can't reach the food 
because they're not adapted to their environment, nature just says, well, you're not fit for this environment. So I'm going to take out well, your entire species if it has to. So that's where we get the concept of where animals which are better suited to their environment and can mutate and adapt will often survive out the longest. And that's why it's a, there's a little bit of a controversy about why viruses are alive or dead. Because what we realize is that viruses can also mutate and adapt to their environment. And that's what COVID-19 sort of is. COVID does it. Why COVID is so special is because it's incredibly good at mutating. So even if we were to get a cure for one variation of the COVID-19 strain, it wouldn't, it would take maybe another week for a new variation of the same strain to come out. When you're better adapted to the cure, when it comes into the body, it's not going to have any effect because the body doesn't recognize that something's wrong. And so that's why the, the mRNA vaccine works so well is because it tells the body that if you see this sort of flag, as in this sort of code within, the, within your cells, you know something is wrong and you know that whatever's entered the body, which looks like it codes for this sort of mRNA, is actually uh, the COVID-19 virus. And that's why it needs to be taken out. And hopefully, who knows, now that we have so much tech, we hope that maybe the cure will uh, be able to stop us from taking vaccines. So then whenever we get sick, we can just take it. But that's a long shot. And that's why getting a cure is so difficult. So yeah, I guess that covers everything in the biology section, guys. Uh, so from an I, if I were to review this IB-wise, we've covered chapters 2, 3, 5, 6, and 11. And to an extent, we've also covered chapter 7, which is uh, translation and transcription which is basically how the mRNA makes proteins. Uh, Ismo would be proud of you, Azan. I know, I know she would. My teacher would be so proud. <laughs> uh, you already know. So, I mean, I think we're done, guys. Uh, is there any questions? I'm definitely, like, I know this is a lot to take in, especially Yusuf. I know that you don't, you don't take biology. So do you have any questions? Uh, it's fine. I think you actually explained everything pretty well. So thank you for that. Hey, right, cool, cool. In that case, uh, I think in the next episode, I think Nicholas is taking over. He's going to explain the psychology side uh, of how COVID's impacted everybody. Nicholas, do you have anything in mind you want to tell us about it? Well, actually, just to keep you guys um, a bit, um, to keep you guys a little bit excited and a bit curious about it, we're actually going to look into like a few different perspectives, looking at not only our own of the student's perspective, but also a doctor's perspective, which I'm going to actually show, I'm going to reveal the doctor's perspective in the next episode. Thank you, Azam, for this very good, um, very good um, uh, informational um, episodes about how COVID-19 has impacted us and how bio, um, the, biolo the biological perspective and lenses. And um, anything oh, else to add? Oh, man, thank you, bro. I think uh, with that, guys, We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, see ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.